0: This is the Humarian Health Podcast.
1: Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours.
0: This is Dr. Sean Benzinger here with Amy Baker and uh, from the Humarian Health Podcast. And we wanted to welcome today a very special guest, Dr. Joel Kahn, uh, who is, I almost want to call him America's uh, cardiologist because he's leading away in a different approach in cardiology and Dr Khan thank you for joining us on the program
2: thank you very much I'm excited on a very snowy Michigan day oh is <laughs>
1: it, it snowing we got no snow I know That's it's odd. like well, in Indiana
2: yesterday we, yesterday we had 10, 12 inches and oh. it's very pretty outside but it's actually warm oh. and uh, it's all going to go
0: away yeah yeah <laughs> it sounds very, beautiful. very very quickly. <laughs> Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, your past and um, how you kind of maybe uh, changed your approach to uh, treating hearts and what led you to that in comparison to just basic training when you came out of medical school.
2: Sure. And it wasn't like a rebel moment, but I had very good training, went to the University of Michigan Medical School, graduated numero uno, Woo-hoo. went down nice. That's down great. To Dallas. Went down to Dallas, Texas, and trained right after a Nobel Prize in Medicine had been given for discoveries of cholesterol metabolism. So we learned a lot about cholesterol. Three years in Dallas, I had adopted a plant diet. Uh, actually, in freshman year of college, so by the time I was doing cardiology training, trying to survive in Dallas, hamburger, <laughs> places of the world. Yeah. Literally, you walk out of the old Parkland Memorial Hospital, JFK, and such, and there was Sonny Bryan's barbecue place where every <laughs> attending medical resident, you know, uh, cardiologist would be found hanging around. Moved to Kansas, <laughs> moved nice. to Kansas City, which is the barbecue center, Casey Masterpiece <laughs> of the World. That's to exactly train, right. Train how to put stents in and all that. Okay. And then, um, Moved back to Michigan, my home state, and have been practicing here since 1990. But by 1990, I'd been eating plants for 13 years. And three weeks after I started practice, fine hospital, Dr. Ornish published his major trial, what my colleagues call landmark trial, which was the um, lifestyle heart trial, which demonstrated that the kind of diet my wife and I and part-time kids, uh, they were full-time kids, but they were eating our way (laughs) part-time, Still can't shake them. They're still full-time kids. I bet uh, you anyways, are. That's up, right. Permanent. There was there was some medical value to this because truly, I had read one book by that point, "Diet for a New America" by John Robbins, and he, as a non-physician, he laid out the environment, the animal rights, some of the health data available when he published that book in the 1980s. But Ornish opened a new chapter, and really, since 1990, I mean, I, I I own the trademarks prevent not stent which was never very wow. popular with my colleagues <laughs> <bet> it wasn't <laughs> yeah I, you know like I would put that as a tattoo on my patients when I put <laughs> <a sentence. laughs> nice but anyway so in the last five six years I've completed the journey and a completely preventive practice focusing wow. on plant-based but with a additional training in what we call integrative cardiology so excellent uh you yeah. know Stress, mind-body, supplements, toxins in the environment, all that stuff. So it's a real, I just say I got a big toolbox. My toolbox isn't just medication and stents and bypass. My toolbox is lifestyle, you know, as long as much as we can. And then beyond that, uh, we're going to talk about other things that are going to get you out of the cardiologist's office.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is that uh, over the years of, of doing radio for 21 years, I w- would interview the German docs, the cardiologists over there, and they'd make fun of us. And they'd say, well, you know, if you're in the United States, if you have a heart attack, you want to go to the hospital because they're going to save your life. And then if you want to get well, you come to Germany. And, uh, <laughs> and that was like well, uh, 30, 20, 30 years ago. They fully understand that, understood that the way that we cared for post-care, uh, from e- uh, cardiovascular uh, events was just not up to snuff comparison to them which was and and boy those guys picked on me and they were brutal and french docs they were they were they, they were nonsensical it was but uh you can see the change starting to happen in the United states and and you're leading that i I think you have two books on the market right now
1: mm-hmm yeah, dead execs don't uh, actually
0: five. Five. Actually five. We only saw two on your on your website. I just
1: stopped at the dead execs don't get bonuses title because <laughs> <Yeah>. that was <laughs> that was good. That one in the wholehearted That's solution. That's a good one. I yeah. agree.
2: But yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, there's a, a book called Your Wholehearted Solution, a pretty integrative cardiology book. Good. There's a book called uh, "The No BS Diet," short little read. There's dead execs. My fourth book is called "Vegan Sex," very spicy. <laughs> and the, uh, and uh, the current book is called um, uh, "The Plant Based Solution," which came out January one.
1: Nice. Wow. How did we not find the vegan uh, sex book? I, don't, I just, I just I can't. Oh, oh <laughs> right. riba
2: You know, it's actually it's off the market for a couple of weeks because it was self published with two co authors. What we call our threesome book. <laughs> and uh, it's coming out now. Um, people said it shouldn't be a floppy paperback if it's about a <laughs> vegan sex. Make it a hard. That's so got to be a hard it. copy. We'll
0: pay the extra. It's
2: coming out hardcover with a vibrating binder.
0: It'll all be out there. Nice. That's and right. In. Boy, I'm that totally book in. No wonder they, they sold out. It was like one day. They're gone.
1: All of a sudden, I don't want to talk okay. about heart disease anymore. I want to talk about other things. I thought you said heart disease. Heart, heart disease. Heart, I completely misunderstood. That. There you go.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. We're right back on place. On track, focus. So I guess really, are you starting to see in the cardiologist field, are we starting to move towards a more integrated system beyond just the hospital-based system?
2: Not really in the generation that I represent, let's say physicians 40 to 65, very slowly. We have something phenomenal in Detroit, and I am answering your question, but a little uh, detour, where four years ago this month, a patient came to me and said, I followed the very strict whole-food, plant-based, no-oil diet taught by Dr. Caldwell, assistant the Cleveland Clinic. I live in Detroit. I'm just lonely because my family and my coworkers aren't understanding and supportive why I push oil and avocado off my plate. Can we make a support group? We made a support group for 20 people. Fast forward, something called Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group, pbnsg.org, has 5,000 members. We made this for 20 people. Wow! really resonated in Southeast Michigan. We have meetings that hundreds and hundreds of people come to listen to a lecture or a cooking demo. Um, And we invite physicians. We invite physicians and we invite physicians and nurses and physician assistants. So um, we've had as many as 50 or 60 at an event, but a typical meeting, there's five or six. And you know, we've had a lot of press and four years later, we're not really, really moving the needle on the 40 to 65 year old healthcare provider. But when we take our roadshow to the medical schools, we get tremendous response. We get, you know, 25 year old medical students are comfortable with the idea you can be an athlete like Serena Williams, you can be a Olympian. You can be a weightlifter like Patrick Bubamian, the world's strongest man, and eat only plants and it's healthy. So I think we got, unfortunately, a generation to cycle through before big change. And unfortunately, they're not getting the message from the hospital itself. The hospital almost always is still serving food that causes disease, not heals disease. So uh, we got a ways to go. I think more often, patients that have Patients that have read a book, patients that have adopted this lifestyle are teaching their doctors.
0: Yes, I, I 100% agree. And what's funny is you mentioned Dr. Esselstein and I interviewed him after he had put out his his book after finishing his research. And what one of my questions to him was, what's the most discouraging part of publishing this content? And it was, you could hear it through his voice. He said that my colleagues won't talk to me. Yeah, well, You know, it. you
2: do. Uh, I'm isolated. And that's one of the joys of this large group is the social support we've created for all of us, medical people and patients. Uh, and it's really important to have that social support to be successful at lifestyle change. And yes, it is. Practice change. But again, very, you know, and w- there is this explosion of medical meetings now, like the Plantrition Project has an international plant-based medical conference of a very high level now. More than a thousand people show up, and there used to be 200. Uh, Dr. Neil Barnard has his international nutrition conference every July in DC, and a thousand people show up. That simply wasn't the case. The, the veg fests around the country have exploded and are very highly attended. So we have friends. Everybody can find a friend digitally or in person to uh, celebrate with.
0: Very interesting. And I, I remember a long time ago, I interviewed Brendan Brazier, who was Thrive. Right. That book right and I, I can't think of the doctor that was it was uh, he was a Syracuse University but he helped him be able to because he was an elite athlete and found there was uh, the plant-based diet was perfect except for in an athlete. sometimes you had to supplement a few key elements that were very difficult to be able to maintain, and then he was able to perform at a very high level. And I just can't remember the name of that doctor. But anyhow, it's certainly being supported by a lot of information in the last 20 to 30 years. But, you know, uh, there's plenty of evidence to show that you don't have to live with this the rest of your life and be in a debilitated state or in a frightened state, as unfortunately uh, my grandfather was and my and my my father went through.
2: I agree completely. It's uh, self-care and
0: education via the internet and all
2: can be, you know, so effective. And of course, we need a medical community and a medical uh, service for acute care. But we know, you know, and it's no joke that 80-90% of medical problems are lifestyle and largely diet, misinformation, confusion, and the difficulty of really, you know, and hearing and following a different plan than we grew up with. But the rewards of leading as I approach age 60, you know, no prescription drugs, unbounding energy, optimal weight. And that's a long and hard fought battle every day, every meal, every decision. But right. God knows, you know, so many people, if you asked them, would you have done it different rather than the kind of pickle that you're in now from eating the corned beef that was next to the pickle? <laughs> uh, you know, they might rethink it. Not everybody would. Some are just, you know, I want to die doing what I love, which is, uh, you know, pepperoni pizza and French fries. And I feel for them, but for most of us, uh, you know, we we would we would like to see that goal of uh, feeling great to the end of our days.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a society-wise change. Um, we certainly. Uh, that New York City, they tried to find people for, you know, make them pay tax if they bought sodas. Soda pot, and then they yeah. tried to do this and they tried to do that. I, I It's interesting. This country is so far behind many of the Europeans in uh, quality of food as well as a lot of other types of things. But, you know, quality of life, they're, they're ahead of us. They just are. But they also have socialized medicine, which means everything they do in the socialized medicine, um, um, it makes a difference in the – the taxes and, and what they pay. So the government doesn't push drugs and other things. They push wellness and all kinds of other things. So it's a whole society-wise bent. And here, we're still a little bit behind, but I, it's great to have, talk to somebody who's leading uh, a charge. I mean, it's good to see.
1: Well, and so I guess I'm curious, too, from so somebody who's maybe— let's say we have somebody who's lived 30, 35, 40 years, and they they like the the pizza, you know— Curly fries diet, and then they decide this is something that they, you know, don't want to go through the rest of their life, Um, feeling the effects of a negative diet, maybe poor sleep, things like that, and they decide to change. I mean, is that, can they kind of restore or get back to their original health that they maybe enjoyed when they were teenagers or in their 20s? Or is it just sort of going to be incrementally better, but you'll never really repair some of the damage that perhaps you've done? the first half of your life?
2: Yeah, that's a profound, profound uh, question. And what we do know is how rapidly the body does respond to correcting lifestyle. I mean, whether it's quitting smoking, which isn't exactly a plant based topic, but it's, you know, it's the one plant that we don't want you to participate in. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and it's not just the tobacco, it's often the heavy metals, like cadmium that are laced in the ground of Virginia. So you get the joy of not only inhaling nicotine and tar, but also heavy metals, which are poisonous. But, you know, we know that it may take a decade to get your risk of lung cancer back down to the general public when you quit smoking, but that decade's not so long. We know even quicker when you change your food from, let's say, a processed food, you're you know, grabbing uh, KFC buckets and <laughs> uh, Burger King burgers out the window because the kids got to get to soccer and you don't remember how to turn on your oven anymore and all that stuff. That really within two, three weeks uh, or sooner, you—if you, if you really do scientific studies, within a day or two, one fatty saturated fat burger meal causes havoc that you can measure, and two or three weeks causes absolutely demonstrable repair. There's this fascinating study that was done about two years ago by Dr. Stephen O'Keefe, a very prominent um, researcher, where they took people eating the typical southern diet, fried animal everything and they took people living in south africa eating largely plant-based native raw out of the garden foods and they switched their diet for two weeks
1: running every
2: possible test you can do on their microbiome and their labs and their health and within two weeks you can take somebody living in durban south africa and make them as sick as an american just in two weeks and you can reverse that for somebody living in baton rouge who starts eating tubers and beans and twigs and plants um, of you know of a raw, unprocessed nature? So yeah, we can repair. Now, will your arteries completely unblock? Will your few prostate cancer cells completely go away? They'll start moving in that direction. You know, and one of my messages is vegans are not immune to health issues. And we shouldn't be cocky. Right. We never get heart disease, cancer, dementia, yep. diabetes. We, If we work very hard at it, we lower our risk phenomenally. And if we supplement intelligently, B12, a little algae, yeah. omega-3, vitamin D, maybe iodine, zinc. And if we exercise, and if we sleep, and if we manage stress, and if we avoid environmental toxins like plastics and you know um, PCBs, and if we do all of that, we have this phenomenally healthy Opportunity, but um, it can be done sloppily and not necessarily with much benefit to the human body. It still benefits the animal body and the planet.
0: Yep. Agreed. Mm, absolutely. Agreed. Well, you know, when you um, when you actually purchase and and um, start your um, Dr. Khan Island that Amy and I will move <laughs> to and um, I can't wait because there'll be a whole different life on that island, I'm thinking. I wanted to be Manhattan. I mean, <laughs> right. We're a friggin' country. Uh, <laughs> right? we're, getting yeah. we're getting there, yeah. we're getting yeah.
1: there. Well, and you mentioned in your kind of list of overall, um, I guess, aspects of a healthy lifestyle, um, one of the things you mentioned was sleep. And it could be just because of the things I've been searching on the internet or it could be the Facebook algorithm. But I've seen l- a lot more content about um, quality sleep, sure. getting enough sleep, Uh, when to sleep. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about how that fits into the holistic picture as well?
2: Yeah, because, you know, you asked the question, why do people fall off the bandwagon? Why do people um, skip, you know, the gym and do other, you know, lifestyle uh, choices that aren't very healthy? Well, a big part of it is fatigue and sleep fatigue. And we know you are a better human with less inflammation, with a better chance of having a good weight, better chance of um, having time to pack a proper lunch or make a proper breakfast if you are sleeping and all. You know, you can, go, you can go months without eating solid food, weeks without drinking water, but you can only go a day or two without sleep and document serious reduction in um, brain health and uh, decision-making and executive function. So, you know, it's just one thing. I, I don't see technology taking sleep, you know. We can hire somebody to be our chef. We can uh, uh, all kinds of robotic things, but uh, for the meantime, until we can just put our brain in a glass jar and let a robot run it, <laughs> uh, sleep is non-negotiable. We'll make better decisions, and that sweet spot seems to be about seven and a half hours a day. And you have to plan it, just like you plan a meal prep. You know, we talk about you know maybe food prep twice a week. Well, if you're not in bed by 11 and the alarm set at 630, you're not going to have a chance to get seven and a half hours sleep in a dark room, in a cold room, maybe white noise, maybe melatonin or magnesium or uh, some chamomile tea, um, you know, maybe a little gentle yoga or headspace or using anything you need to use to get that sleep. I sleep with three dogs on the bed. They're cute as can be, but. Clearly, that's not an ideal, optimal. (laughs) (laughs) No. But I'm not getting rid of them. They're so wonderful. I got it. So wait,
1: you said a cold room? I've heard. I've heard dark room. I've heard yeah, not like using white. No, all those other things, but cold room. What's yeah? Yeah, there's
2: a lot about um, cold to get better sleep, deeper sleep, uh, better. Mm -hmm. You know, sleep is about restoration. Sleep is about repair. And uh, cold favors all of that. So turn you know, partly it saves you some money to turn your thermostat down to 65, 66. There also is a very interesting theory for anybody dealing with a little extra weight that cold, uh, something called the metabolic winter hypothesis, cold helps us maintain proper weight. And uh, a lot, in fact, there's an article today all over the web about a lot of Silicon Valley execs uh, using cryotherapy cold showers as part of their health program and some people mm-hmm. may say ugh but when pen gillette the pen and teller comedian mm-hmm. in vegas lost his hundred pounds in 90 days coached by a genius named ray cronice part of his protocol besides eating kind of very healthy whole food plants without oil salt sugar was cold showers daily because shivering you will burn up calories like no other
0: mm-hmm very interesting. Well, and, and you've, I've, we've certainly, if if you're a sports nut at all, and I, I love football, you would hear Tom Brady mention it over and over and over that he will literally leave events to make sure he goes home and gets sleep, and that he said, besides his diet change, which you, I'm sure you're very well versed on. Um, is the is the sleep and he and it, I guess it even created a problem for a period of time that he even mentioned it alluded to because he would just say oh it's time for bed and he would just cut off whatever he's done would go to bed and go from there and and uh, you certainly cannot um, refute. Uh, a man that's 40, 41 years old playing at a level that he's playing and enduring what he's enduring. And that guy did not not get hit over the years with the Patriots. Okay,
1: well, just for the record, he had a pretty strong O-line until this mm. last year. And so technically, I don't think he got hit as much he as everybody else. He got 29
0: times last year.
1: Last year, because yeah. his O-line wasn't yeah, as good. But anyway, that he hasn't been hit for the first 10 years of his career. <laughs> neither, yeah. did, neither did <laughs> Peyton Manning. But he yes, he you know, did. We're yes, seeing
2: d- more more and more NFL players i mean in detroit the lions we've got theo riddick um, who's our lead lecturer at our veg fest in april first time we've had a professional NFL player speak to thousands of people at the detroit based veg fest and we got david carter the 300 pound vegan now retired from 8 years in the NFL but he's everywhere on social media talking about he's stronger he's faster he's better yeah. since he transitioned during the NFL to he's, coming he's coming back
0: he's coming back To the NFL? No, he's not.
2: (laughs) Physically, he's bad. Yeah, physically.
0: I bet you. I bet you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's healing. I mean, that's the bottom line. They just destroy their bodies year after year after year until there's not much left, scar tissue. And I I just wonder what it does to help them with brain injuries, too. It'll be very interesting to see if that kind of conversion helps save some of those from the amount of of, uh, hits to the head that they've they've gotten in that sport, too. So it'll it'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, there's another add-on to the plant diet that i follow for all these years, 41 years now. That's, to me, become more important because, you know, you do look around at large gatherings like we have for this plant-based nutrition support group, and there's a lot of overweight plant-based eaters still. And there's sort of the buy-in. You can eat unlimited amounts if you're eating whole foods. Well, I'm not sure that works for everybody. Either we're really not eating whole foods or it doesn't work for everybody to eat unlimited amounts. So fasting... You know, is being used by a lot of athletes in okay. Silicon Valley, and you hear about fasting everywhere now. Although it's a, you know, truly an ancient spiritual and health practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Paul Bragg of Bragg's apple cider has written amazing okay. books that are 100 years old on yeah. fasting. But there's a program called ProLon, P-R-O-L-O-N, which is a fasting-mimicking diet by a professor in Los Angeles, Walter Longo. It's a plant-based fasting program five days a month. In animal data, it causes brain growth. That's where I was going with this. Huh. So it really would be, it actually literally increases the size of your brain matter um, by by being along with good sleep, along with a healthful diet, a actual reparative regenerative program. So... Very they were out of stop the commissioner and get them all on plant-based fasting five days a month. Although you actually eat eight hundred calories a day during those five days, so it's that's why it's fasting mimicking.
1: Yeah, right. interesting. Well, so along the lines of different sort of approaches to diet and things, one of the things that also seems to have some traction is the ketogenic diet, and I'm curious what your take is on on that as a as an eating pr- plan. Yeah,
2: so I've written recently about two months ago rather popular Internet article called Ketogenic Diet, the Skeleton in the Closet. That's on a uh, website called Thrive Global, which is a website Arianna has. And I pointed out, and it got a lot of attention, that the skeleton, because there is a company, for example, called Berta B-I-R-T-A Health, that's advertising and claiming they can reverse your type 2 diabetes with an animal-based ketogenic diet you're substituting the use of glucose for your tissues with ketone bodies, which medically has only been shown to be a value in refractory epilepsy. And that went by the wayside when anti-epileptic drugs came out 50 years ago, but it still exists in the literature. Hmm. Everything else is kind of rumored and without medical support in the medical literature. But so Virta is out there and others, and uh, people are, you know, low-carb, low-carb, less than 30 grams a day. It doesn't matter that, you know, a... A sweet potato is a carb, and Skittles are a carb, but they just love them all together. So the article pointed out that I wrote that there are more than half a dozen long-term, large studies. They are um, association studies. They are observational studies, but there's an increased death rate if you do an animal-based, long-term ketogenic diet plan in the literature. Death rate's a pretty serious thing. Uh, Some of these are from the Harvard School of Public Health with hundreds of thousands of subjects. If you've had a heart attack and you adopt uh, a ketogenic diet uh, using animal products, your risk of dying of heart disease goes up in follow-up. That's a Harvard School of Public Health study. So there's this giant warning that should be said. If you know, so there is an alternative, and there's kind of just to people go read about this. There are plant-based ketogenic alternatives, kind of gaining the advantage of maybe uh, reliable weight loss. Um, that's actually probably lowering inflammation, but using what some people are calling cyclic plant-based ketogenic diets. That's actually what this program called Prolon, I mentioned, is five days a month you eat plants. It's low calorie. It's geared to be low protein, low sugar. You will be ketotic by the fourth, fifth, sixth day. But you go back to a whole food diet and you don't stress your body for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and you don't flood it with, animal amino acids and animal saturated fats and animal pesticides um and it may be actually a healthful play that's how brain growth was demonstrated in mice so you know if you're struggling with your weight you should probably read about ketogenic diets but get on a facebook user's page of plant-based ketogenic um, uh, followers we read about dr valter longo l-o-n-g-o where he th- he thinks he he slices dr longo the a world's leading expert nutrition and uh, longevity research, he slices and dices the paleo and the ketogenic animal-based diet in about two paragraphs in a new book he has out called The Longevity Diet. So uh, hmm. I agree with him. Okay. I mean, how can you promote something that make, gives you a six-pack when you end up six feet under also?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so along those lines, so my husband and I recently came off of the Whole30 um, plan right so 30 days of like no gluten no soy no legumes no i mean basically anything in inflammatory is i think sort of the principle of that um, and we saw a positive effect in terms of weight loss and body fat percentage but also just like mental clarity and things like that and so um I'm just i guess curious since i, I like the we're now looking at keto so it's interesting to hear your perspective on that kind of where do you net out, or what are your thoughts on Whole 30 or some of those in, at least in, inflammatory um, items like soy and gluten and things like that? Um, how do you kind of how do you you know they're them? clearly
2: you know, I, I've had again training in integrative medicine and I'm I'm sympathetic to the idea that there clearly are people with food sensitivities and the Big Seven and I'm not sure I can do all seven but corn <laughs> soy gluten um what do we want to put on the list uh, beyond that but um and you know and creating a diet jj uh, virgin a celebrity trainer nutrition and a book called the virgin diet did a very good job of describing that but these were 10-day programs 14-day programs and then reintroducing one at a time i'm feeling better but i'll add back in soy is something my digestion my skin my energy if, if you're that perceptive and you can monitor it, you might be able to learn some foods that are good, some foods that are bad. You can do it through various kinds of immune food testing and such. Um, In general, those are all low-frequency problems. The estimate of the number of people in the United States that truly have either celiac or gluten sensitivity is about 5%, 95% not. Um, Similarly with all those other components. So the Whole30 diet does not get... High accolades by the majority of the nutrition community and um, academic community. The U.S. News and World Report rated it very low as just a rehashed form of a low-carb, mm-hmm. you know, um, meat-friendly diet. So I'm not a fan. Mm. I know it's popular. Yeah. Uh, yep. No,
1: it's very popular. Yeah. Much,
2: much better off. You know, you can eliminate exposure to almost all of these um Potential food sensitivities by eating a whole food plant diet that's clean. I mean, you won't have dairy. Um, Soy, yeah, you know, nobody eats lots of soy. It's a wonderful food to eat, but, you know, as a condiment in a stir fry and a salad, it's not much. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're going to be naturally low sugar. Um, You know, nuts are for you to decide if you want to, you know, eliminate or not. Most of us should be eating nuts on a regular basis, particularly walnuts, tree nuts. Um, you know, so anyways, the whole thirties out there, but I think mean, it's gotten way more press. and it, It'll fade like all these have faded. It's a fad.
1: It's marketing marketing. Yep. Marketing. yep. Yeah. And,
0: and and then people pass it on because they got a little benefit, and wow, yeah. I lost ten pounds, and I felt better, and my mind's clear. Right. And yeah. where's well, the, then, you know, the chip real? Cookies.
2: Yeah. Real. Um, the real challenge is realizing weight loss is important, but it's one. It's got to be long term, sustained weight loss, and all these are short term plans. Generally, yeah, you can look at a 72-week study by Dr. Neil Barnard on diabetes reversal and weight loss that's in the medical literature. Uh, That's quite remarkable. You can look at a brand new, recent published, 16-week reversal of pre-diabetes and weight loss uh, research program that Dr. Barnard also just published. uh, That's in the literature, got a lot of press compared to a uh, healthy, uh, whole food, but animal-based diet. And at the end of the day, I mean, for Mm -hmm. most people, Proper supplementation with a whole food plant-based diet is going to get them where they want to get long-term. Unfortunately, it's getting easier to do in restaurants, airports, uh, family gatherings, and also we don't have to be necessarily so isolated doing it.
0: Yeah, no, that's excellent. Excellent. So um, the easiest way for people to get your information um, is your website. Am I correct? Yeah, Dr.
2: com. That's a joke. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my. uh, Nice. uh, That's yeah. That's my. I think that'd work. It would work. Uh, Got my attention. Actually, my co-author Ellen Jaffe Jones, a very well-known author. Athlete, we both were awarded by PETA sexiest vegan titles. She and the female side, me and the male side, which was kind of a, nice. you know, a fun year. That's funny. A fun yeah. year. I had to wear that damn, you know, that damn banner the whole year. I, you know, was seeing I seen patients. Like, <laughs> what, <laughs> Dr. Kahn? Oh, no, just ignore that. It's just, uh, the heck of <laughs> Anyways, I'm at uh, the best place is my website but drjoelkahn.com, but D R J O E L K A H N.com. And that takes you to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm wild and crazy at. Takes you to my restaurant because I own two restaurants that are planned. Nice. Menus. Fabulous. takes you to all my blogs and videos and books and other crazy stuff that I do.
0: Excellent. Great. Excellent. Dr. Khan, thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it, and we know the listeners are going to really enjoy it also. So hopefully we can have you back on any other adventures, and we'll go from there. Eat
2: plants, stop
0: whining. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Thank Khan. you, Dr. Khan. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Right.
0: Bye. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger.
1: Humarian Health Podcast.
0: Spilling our guts.
1: For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck@humarian.com.